0: Welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast, a show about property, entrepreneurship and personal development. This show is designed to give you the foundations and building blocks to move forward on your journey and live a more inspired life. Hello and welcome to the Property Unleashed podcast. I'm your host, Mark Fitzgerald, and it's super to have you joining me here today. So today I wanted to talk a little bit about property strategies and which property strategies you should be choosing because it can be very difficult when you start out on any journey to really know and understand what strategy it is you want to do. You may feel forced into taking a particular route just because you think you don't have the money or, or the capabilities or the time even to just do what you really are passionate about. So what I would say is study what it is you're interested in, what it is you want to do, because if you're passionate about it, you will make it happen. If there's any doubt in your mind, you could very well struggle to get where you wanna get to. So let's look at the different strategies that you can potentially choose. And you need to say to yourself, maybe is rent to rent the right strategy for me? Or is deal sourcing the right strategy? Is investing the right strategy? I see a lot of people chasing shiny pennies, trying to do a little bit of everything and not really doing anything at all. So it really is very important that, you know, if you're going to do rent to rent, what are you going to do rent to rent? Are you going to do rent to rent HMO or are you going to do rent to rent SA? Again, both very different strategies, but the fundamentals are you need to get your hands on some properties. You need to be doing some deals with landlords or investors, and you need to be making sure that the numbers stack for both parties. And it's all transparent, Everybody knows what's going on. So if you're doing SA, you know, the landlords know that's what you're going to be doing. If you're doing HMOs, obviously, if you already get a pre-existing HMO, happy days. But if you're looking to convert or change a property into an HMO, that the landlords know what you're doing. That way, there can be no arguments. There can be nobody uh, upset about anything. And it's a win-win. And that is what we're always looking for. We don't want to do deals with people where nobody really knows what's going on. You want to be making sure you're transparent. You want to be making sure you're honest. And and that will rub off when you're talking about your deals and make sure that you're genuine. So for me, I was looking at rent to rent as a a means to replace my corporate job income. So I took voluntary redundancy when I started on my rent to rent journey. I don't recommend that uh, as it adds a lot of stress and a lot of strain on what you're doing. But equally to that point, it was also, it, it made sure that I pushed forward, that I produced a really good product, that I built a business that is sound and built on solid foundations, that I've been able to grow and being able to convert and change things uh, and be able to move with the times. So for me, it was all about a bit of a legacy, but it was about cash flow as much as anything else. I needed to bring some money in, but I needed to do it in the right manner. And I wanted to do it in a sustainable business that is pretty much, recession proof, uh, pandemic proof, anything like that. I mean, at the moment, who knew when I started my business in 2019 that we were gonna have this national global pandemic uh, and we would be in lockdowns and everything. But we're still here, we're still doing the job, we're still here to tell the tale. And that is testament to not only myself, my company, the people that work with me in my company, Um, And also the landlords, being able to communicate with the landlords, being able to maybe change things slightly and work together and make sure that we all get through this. And this is why I say as long as you're transparent and you're honest with people, then if you do have a major problem uh, with anything... You can talk to the landlords about it because you've always been honest with them. And most of the time, they'll work with you because they don't want the properties back. They want to keep your services because they know the product and service that you offer is second to none. So you need to look at your strategies. Uh, And some people will say, well, I don't want to manage properties. Now, if you don't want to manage properties, you don't want to be doing rent to rent. It's as simple as that. Rent to rent, if you wanted to give it to a letting agent, let's say you could do. But you've got to be very, very careful in that sense, because a letting agent, whilst will do a good job for you, as long as you find the right letting agent, they're never going to want to fill your rooms as quickly as you are. They're never going to be quite as on the ball as you will be for your own rent to rent business when, you know, a couple of voids may mean that you're not making any money or even worse, you're losing money. So for a letting agent, they're going to take 10% 10% maybe plus VAT. Um, I, I, I would say a minimum rate. If they're any cheaper than that, then you really, really do want to be looking at whether you want to work with them because it, it really gets to the point where it's not worth their while. HMOs are a business, HMOs are a lot of work. You know, you think about it, you get a six bedroom HMO, that's six tenants. That's the equivalent for a letting agent of having six buy to lets, so to speak, or single lets. Now, yeah, maybe it's condensed a bit, but it's still six tenants. It's still potentially six problems, six things that can go wrong. Now, hopefully you'd like to think that they don't will go wrong at the same time. But again, you need to be on it. And I would say even if you've got a letting agent managing it for you, you need to be prepared to manage the letting agent and also maybe even work with them when you have voids and things, sending them leads, sending them tenants their way. But it can be done, but just be prepared that it's going to come off the top line. If you're making a lot of money uh, in your deals and you've got a really, really good deal and you don't want to manage, you can do it like that. But fundamentally, for rent to rent, you want to be making as much cash as you can into your businesses, and that will mean that the first few you want to really be doing yourself before you start to outsource. It's it's a good way of learning the business, of learning the systems. And it's also a way that you can sort of look for different ideas, be open to different opportunities of how you're going to manage your properties. And while you may not need to give the whole kit caboodle to a letting agent, you may just find ways and systems and other businesses out there that you can use to make sure that you're still running your business right. And it's all under your roof rather than somebody else's. So with the strategies and things, if you're if you're quite good at going out there getting deals, you're quite good at you know, negotiating things and you're happy with the paperwork and following things through and not necessarily knowing that every deal that you do is going to make you money, then deal sourcing is another good option. Again, if you're looking for, um, you know, if you're looking just to make money and stay in your job uh, and you just want something that ticks over in the background, then you're probably looking and wanting to be more of an investor type person. So you'd like to buy properties, give them to a letting agent and just rely on the capital growth and the rental income as it comes in. It's sort of a passive way. It's probably the most passive way you can invest. It's, It's a lovely thought, but not everybody, particularly myself when starting out, was in a position that we could do that. Now, on, on that flip side, if you do love your job and you thought to yourself, well, you know what, a little rent to rent portfolio of maybe four or five properties on the side because I do have a bit of time that I could put to it, then, that, then that's great. know rent to rent doesn't have to take you forever Um, systems once systems are set up you know once the viewings are done once you're fully tenanted it can take a couple of hours a week just to overview and oversee things obviously if certain things are happening and they need organizing the hours will go up but it's still not a nine-to-five job So it can work really well that if you've got a wage coming in and maybe you've got a bit of flexibility in your hours as well, then you can have this on the side making money. You can do a good job for the landlords and you can also build a little bit of a business yourself and just keep it to a manageable size. So those are some of the intakes that you you need to be sort of looking at when it comes to uh, doing uh, your different property strategies. So the other beautiful thing about all the different property strategies is some of them give you a chance to test the water. So a bit like rent to rent, if you, if you do HMOs or even if you do SA, before you've actually bought a property and invested in, you know, all that time, effort and money into something that realistically you can't get rid of unless you sell it or you give it away to somebody, you can, you can do it. So I like the fact that a rent to rent deal can start off like that, but maybe six months, a year down the line. The landlord may say to you, I'm interested in selling. You then agree a price. You then take over full control, so to speak, of everything of that property. That The landlord, if he doesn't need the money right now, can walk away. And then in two to three to five to seven, whatever you negotiate years time, you can buy that property knowing I know this property works. I've had this property for a number of years and also the profit that you're making from running it, you can put towards the deposit. Now, a purchase lease option is where you organize and arrange a price now with the landlord that is set in stone. And then at the end of a term, which could be three years and five years, you buy the property. Okay. Lease an option. Well, option just means you've got the option to buy the property. You could sell the option on to another investor. You can take an option out of it and just say that I'll do a purchase lease, in which case you'll lease the property with every intention of purchasing it at the end. Obviously, some investors, landlords, if you do this, will say, well, what happens if you don't buy the property at the end? So you would probably pay them a monthly fee. Now, that monthly fee could actually come down off of the price you've agreed, or it could just be a sweetener and it's a monthly fee that they make to say, listen, if I have this for five years and pay you this monthly fee, if I don't buy it and you get the property back, not only do you get the property back, but you've had all this income coming in over the course of that time. So there's loads of different ways and different strategies for you to look at things. And that's what I love about property. Because it is. The world's your oyster. A bit like SA. If you're going to do rent to rent SA and you thought I found a perfect place, this will rent out. It will be great. Now, SA can take some time to build up. I know it's booming at the moment, but it can take time to get uh, your client base built up uh, and it it can be a very, very profitable uh, strategy. But just be mindful of the fact that it will take a bit of time to build this up. It will take a bit of time to get everything. And there's a lot of work that needs to be done. So if you know what you're doing and you can organise it and sort it in such a manner that that can sort of run itself as well. And it's another great strategy. And if you cannot rent it for whatever reason, or you start having problems with it, then as long as you've got the relevant break clauses, the landlords know what you're doing, you can hand the properties back. But always make sure that you hand properties back in a manner or in better condition than you get them. That's what it's all about. Let's do the right thing here. Let's make sure we're doing it the right way. So I hope that is just a few ways and a few strategies that you can look at going forward. So I hope that's given you some food for thought. I know it's certainly something that I looked at at the very beginning myself. As always, if I can help you, please reach out to me. Equally to that, if you're interested in the 10 steps to building a rent to rent business, uh, PDF or uh, download to help you get started, then look in the show notes or visit www.yourinspiredpath.co.uk. It's a free download. You'll also get a free viewings guide as well, which will help you out. There's a lot of good questions on there to ask landlords and agents. And also it warns you of a lot of the questions that they may ask you so you can get yourself prepared and ready for action. Again, If you're interested in the 90 Days Business Builder rent to rent program, then drop me a line and I'm more than happy to have a little chat with you about it. A lot of my students now getting deals, having a lot of success, and it's fantastic to be a part of. So why not come and join us in that community? Okay, guys, so that's it for this week. Until next week, you all take care and bye for now. Thank you for listening, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe and share the podcast with others. And if you could take a minute to leave the show a review, that would really mean a lot to me as well. Lastly, why not head over to the Property Unleashed Facebook group? And if you do, I'll see you there. Take care and make sure you keep focusing on your vision. Bye for now.